Welcome back to 11 o'clock hour. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson produced the operation. Dustman, Springsteen'd out. He'll be on tomorrow night. Good old Grant. Dusty couldn't, he, he, he couldn't handle it, huh? He went to one concert, yeah. probably got home at like 11 or 12. He's like, no chance. I better have a voice, though, you know? That's, that's a good point. I mean, he's out there with his dad. I mean, you know, it's a good, good time point. to have by all. Bien-Ami now with the Commanders. Series of one-year contracts with the Chiefs. It'll be Matt Nagy. You know, the minute Matt Nagy was hired, he was going to be the OC eventually. He's not, I mean, officially named it yet, but he will be. I have zero problem with that as long as Andy Reid's still here. Do you? I, no, I don't have any issue with it at all. I actually thought he did a great job with the Bears. Made the playoffs two out of three years. Was NFL coach of the year once. And he did it with Mitch Trubisky, man. And isn't there isn't there like an outside chance that Matt Nagy's kind of the guy when we get to the end of the, the Andy Reid era? There's talk about that. There's He's talk about that. Kind of the college coaching waiting situation. As long as you have Mahomes, and I'll say this, I think Mahomes is going to get the Manning treatment here uh, sooner rather than later. The guy knows offense. He's got a photographic memory. He'll be it. Final two minutes of each half, at the half, first half, second half, you turn it over to Mahomes, let him call whatever he wants. He just knows things better. Like he knows that they were in the wrong formation, that, that touchdown to Sky Moore. He knew to go get that football. Did you see that? At the end of that play where Sky yeah. Moore got his first ever touchdown. He's like, find me the football. Give me the football. He made sure. to Now, how many quarterbacks are going to do that, especially two-time NFL MVPs and would be the two-time Super Bowl MVP would have the foresight to say, hey, let me get that football. Let me hold it. Because he knows. Like, he knows everything, every little detail he knows. Would you be shocked if they turn over play calling at the end of the half or game to Patrick Mahomes like Manning used to do? No, I mean, I, I don't. It would not shock me, no. I don't know all the the – machinations of what goes on with that decision. But he obviously has a great relationship with Matt Nagy. I mean, all the mic'd up stuff, Matt Nagy was everywhere. He seemed to light up when he saw Pat Mahomes. So uh, I think all signs are still pointing in a good direction for these Chiefs post-Eric Bieniemy. And Matt Nagy really wanted them to take Mahomes. Yeah. Was really with that. Uh, but yeah, I went on a couple DC stations this week talking about Bieniemy, and I, I remember back in 2013, his first day ever coaching running backs. He was barking at him. He was like, man, this guy's got uh, coaching material all over him. Possibly had coaching material. Surprised it never materialized. But here was Brett Veach on Pat McAfee's show again. And we've already done about the youth movement the Chiefs have, how good they've been in the draft. 21 or 22 guys still on the roster this year in some capacity. They were drafted the last three years, which is insane. But this is what Andy Reid does as far as watching the college game. He does a great job of staying involved with the, with the, the college offenses. The coaches around him are really in tune with, you know, the college concepts and ideas. And so that when he gets younger guys, he's already trying to incorporate um, a lot of the stuff that they were familiar with in, in college. And and he just in general stays in touch with, with the younger with the younger crew and, and what they're watching and what they're going through and what they're experiencing in life, which I think um, helps them better relate as a coach. You have to be able to relate. Some of Ned Yost, speaking of Ned Yost, talking to Ned Yost uh, with Vern. As far as being old school, but when it came to the players, let them be themselves. And this is what Andy Reid does. He watches a lot of college. What are they doing in college? Well, I'll never forget when the Chiefs went out because the pistol offense became uh, hot and popular when Alex Smith was here. And, you know, Andy Reid was one to know about the pistol offense. They brought in Chris Holt, who was the head coach in Nevada, and really at Division One level kind of seen as the architect to, to what the pistol offense was. And he wanted the, the guy that did it and started it to come in and, 
He did. He came in and consulted with the Chiefs the year after they made the exclusive deal with Chris Holt to, uh, to, to be with the staff and learn about it. But we see the college game copying as well. What's funny is uh, when Gary Patterson was at TCU, you know he watched the Chiefs before he played Texas Tech one night? He watched Chiefs games because the RPOs, because he figured the Chiefs were running a lot of stuff Texas Tech was. I believe it. But you got to watch. But college, how many times, Grant, did you watch college football on Saturday or even watch the NFL and you're watching Red Zone and see Chiefs plays with other teams? Yeah, I mean, it happens all the time. And I, I don't think that Chiefs are the only ones that are doing it, that are doing because obviously the Eagles were able to take a look at it and see what would work for Jalen Hurts to get one yard automatically every time. I mean, that's a college play that you see all the time. Oh, the quarterback's taking it. They're thinking about taking that away. The push play. Do you know, up till 2005, you couldn't push and pull. Uh, The push push. The push push. It was outlawed in the NFL until 2005. I don't know why it took teams so long to uh, kind of maximize it. That is a a cheat code. Every single time I saw I have no problem with it, by the way. I have no problem with it either. Mainly because every single time I saw the Eagles line up in that formation, I was transported back to 2012. I mean, that's the classic Bill Snyder, Colin Klein, Klein play. You get Colin under center, and then you get three of the biggest dudes behind him to just push him that one yard it takes. Now, the Chiefs won't do the snake, obviously, because what happened to Mahomes and his knee in Denver. But that, that is a play that works. you got to find a way to push the edge. Belichick and the Patriots always found that way to push the edge. I think the Chiefs are very innovative. And not only that, but they, any relets to players, and Biennemi did too, at the, end of, at the end of practice, you know, with Mahomes and Kelsey and even when Tyree Kill was here, they those play. Remember when the Raiders got all sad? Raiders, not actually the Raiders, but Raiders fans, the Chiefs, they thought they were gloating with their snow globe play. Remember that? And they were upset about it, and the Chiefs did a variation of it in the Super Bowl when it was just the skill position players doing it. To me, Grant, you're going to see this in college football. You'll probably see this in NFL too. You know why? It's a great play. You don't know who's going to line up where. When they stop spinning, you don't know who's going to be where. I think they'll run it again. I think the Chiefs will run it again, but you'll see this play. You've already seen a lot of the tight end scoop plays, the underhanded pass, the tight ends. You've seen that all over college football. You think we see a power five team run that play next year? Where I think everyone runs around in the circle. But when did, but when, I mean, didn't they create it, though? You didn't know where they were lined up. Remember against the Raiders? You're like, oh, who's going to be a quarterback? Is Jerry McKinnon is? Where's Mahomes going to be? Like, you look at the defensive players. They don't know who's lining up where. I thought the play was extremely creative for the Chiefs outside the box. It wasn't making fun of the Raiders. If you want to try to put some uh, on it, saying, well, the Chiefs are mad at the Raiders doing the victory lap around the stadium, stomping on the logo, doing those kind of things. People forget about that stuff. People only want to remember what they remember. And they're like, oh, I think the Chiefs were doing it because uh, of that. They're trying to put it in the Raiders' face. The game was still a game at that point, and the Chiefs ran it. But it's a creative play. You know what? You don't like it? Stop it. You know, it's like the Eagles and the tush push. I'm fine with that. Stop it. Try to find a way to stop up the teams, and the Chiefs continue to push the envelope and figure out new ways. And you see a lot of college football with the Chiefs, and it's how Andy Reid keeps it up with everything. You got to see what everybody else is doing, whatever what everything's working. I remember when RG3 went to uh, Washington. Didn't end up working out with RG3, but. They incorporated a lot of what Baylor did. Okay, why were you successful at Baylor? Why did you win a Heisman Trophy? And you saw them kind of trying to implement some of those plays. They didn't do very well on it. RG3 didn't do it. But the Chiefs have. Texas Tech, why were you good? Is there any mystery why Mahomes is good? People kept pointing to his 
his record, Texas Tech. Let me remind people, there's only 128 teams in college football when Mahomes is at Tech. Now it's 131. They were 128 in scoring defense, meaning every single time Patrick Mahomes went on the field, he had to score a touchdown. And to me, if you're evaluating talent, you're looking at quarterbacks, which I don't really like this quarterback class outside of Stroud and Bryce Young. But, and again, they're not even givens either. But it's just the most important position. But if you want a quarterback, think about one that has to go on the football field and score every single time he had the football. That's what made Mahomes great. And I remember all the pushback. We got, well, look at his record at Texas Tech, blah, 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 blah. People wanted with Sean Watson. They did. They're not going to admit it, but they did. And now they're happy about it because Mahomes and what he can do and how the Chiefs have implemented those RPOs into their offense. So that's Andy Reid keeping up with the Joneses in college football. Here's Brett Veach about his dynamic with Andy Reid going back to days in Philadelphia. Well, I think um, to start, just the simple fact that I really came up and I've experienced every level. I mean, he, <clears throat> I started out as coach's assistant, and then from coach's assistant I was um, – I was an office scout, a Midwest scout, a Southeast scout, a national scout, um, and then a kind of co-director. So on one end, I kind of, um, in regards to building a draft board and doing a free agency plan, I've, I've kind of worked at every level. But I think <clears throat> Coach has seen me work at every level, and we've been together so long. So I think that there's such a huge amount of, of, of trust and respect. And um, I think when Coach goes into a free agency or an offseason plan, we have worked together for so long that – when I come to him and, and let him know what me and my staff are thinking in regards to here, the guys we're targeting with some other guys, but this is what we're thinking. And I, and I kind of mirror that with the draft board and positions and stackings, basically trimming off all the bad for him and just giving him real information instead of watching 14 offensive linemen coach, take a t- pick at, you know, take a peek at two or three of these guys. We'll probably select one of them. Here's what we're thinking. We're we've been together so far for so long now where it's more of a, I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. Um, and still peeking at some tape, but we're not draining everything out of him. Um, have him watch all this tape all this time. I mean, he's really just coming in touch base with us, um, get inside of our minds, see what, see what our thinking. But Pat, I just think over the years, there's so much trust now. It's, um, it, it's one of those things where obviously, you know, I wouldn't sit there and dial down to coach Reed on a, third and three and say here's what i'm thinking coach let's run this because obviously i mean he's a brilliant hall of fame coach um and i'm nowhere ever trying to put myself in his category a lot to chew on with that the dynamic with reed and beach we discuss that next you're listening to after hours with dusty Likens on 610 sports radio and the odyssey app brought to you by twin peaks eats drinks scenic views if you are a business owner listen up and remember the website get refunds If your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, you could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. It's a little-known program, but it's out there. It's a payroll tax refund, not a loan, no payback. It's a refund of your taxes. Now, the challenge is getting your hands on it. How do you cut through the red tape, get your business the refund money they have coming back? Well, go to GetRefunds.com. The team of tax attorneys they put together, highly trained in this little-known payroll tax refund program, and have already returned $1 billion to businesses, and they can help you too. To find out if your business qualifies, just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. They do all the work, no charge up front, 
Simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. Do you feel uneasy, irritable? Does your home internet bill give you anxiety or cause you to make angry noises? You may be suffering from a serious condition known as UPH, unexpected price hikes. It could happen to anyone, even you. You could get stuck paying more than you expected. But now there's a solution to put an end to your suffering. T-Mobile 5G home internet is just 50 bucks a month and it comes with T-Mobile's price lock guarantee. That means they won't raise your home internet rate ever. Side effects include feelings of joy when you receive your bill, no annual contracts, and no monthly fees. Try T-Mobile Home Internet for just 50 bucks a month with AutoPay. Plus, get price lock guarantee and put an end to the fear of unexpected price hikes today. They won't raise my internet rates? Thanks, T-Mobile. Check availability at T-Mobile.com slash 5G internet. Price lock exclusions like Texas fees, select promos, and third-party services apply. Qualifying credit and service required. Regulatory fees included in $50 price for qualified accounts, plus $5 per month without auto pay. Whether your dog is in their puppy, adult, or senior years, there's nothing better than more years together. And the best way to feed their happy, healthy life is with fresh, healthy food. The Farmer's Dog makes it easy to keep your best friend healthy inside and out with fresh recipes made from real meat and veggies. They're pre-portioned just for your pup and delivered right to your door. Help your dog live a healthy life and get 50% off your first box of real fresh food at thefarmersdog.com slash healthieryears23. Join Mark Patrick Seminars and lose the weight or stop smoking guaranteed for only $49.99. Seminars Wednesday, February 22nd, Shore State Plus by Best Western Kansas City or Thursday, February 23rd, Holiday Inn and Suites Overland Park West Overland Park. Weight loss 5.30 p.m. Stop smoking seminar 8 p.m. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter code KICKOFF at checkout. That's harrys.com, code KICKOFF. Enjoy! Here's a resolution for 2023. Stop listening to these dopes. Telling you right now, the Chiefs are in trouble. As far as the West is concerned, I put the Chargers number one right now. But I said that I don't believe that the Chiefs are going to uh, make the playoffs. And only listen to 610 Sports Radio. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs. Congrats, Casey. 610 Sports Radio. Bigfoot, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. And you heard it right there. Everybody thinks the Chiefs just make it up that they were doubters. <laughs> they were doubters. People in Kansas City could tell you every single person that doubted them. We talked a lot about it. We spent a lot of time, you know, playing audio clips from the doubters. 
from the haters. Chiefs have them. They're the villains. But I love that dynamic with Reach, uh, with uh, Brett Veach and Andy Reid. You know, give him two or three players, let him select. You know, instead of looking at all that film, just narrow it down. I, you know, this is what Andy Reid does. I mean, he's mentioned it before. Brett Veach will just talk about a guy a lot to him. Did the same thing with Kareem Hunt. Well, even though Brett Veach was the SEC scout at the time with the Chiefs, he noticed uh, Kareem Hunt there with Toledo and was like, hey, Andy, watch this guy. And he watched the guy, and Chiefs ended up drafting him. That's what they do. Like, he finds ways. Brett Veach does with different guys that he wants. Andy Reid selects. Same thing happened to the quarterback. It's 100% Andy Reid to pick Patrick Mahomes. I love when the debates uh, go on and on. about who took him? It was Andy Reid that took him 100%. Did you know something, Grant? Do you remember the whole deal with Mahomes? Because I watched the parade last night. It was on TV, too. My mom was watching the parade. I think they're showing it again uh, today. But do you remember the time, and they showed it uh, when I was watching the parade again last night. Remember Mahomes? And this, this, this video made its way around the league. There was articles written about this, tweets about this, that Mahomes gave away the Super Bowl trophy, right? Did you hear about this? It certainly looked like he did. He didn't. He didn't. This was a dude's replica trophy, and he just gave it back oh. to him. It was the guy, Bob Fesco and Josh Klingler and uh, B-Dub had the guy. And Bob tweeted out, check out his Twitter, at Bob Fesco. It's on the Odyssey app as well. But they talked to Vinny. It was Vinny, the owner of Casey's Black Rock Bar in Buffalo, New York, that had the replica. It even has his logo of his bar on the trophy. That was the trophy Mahomes was giving back. Great investigative work by Bob Fesco and Josh Klingler. Mahomes did not give away the Super Bowl trophy. That was a replica that Vinny brought to the game. Not only that, Casey's Black Rock Bar in Buffalo, New York, has a Chiefs logo as their logo. And he says on his bio on Twitter, says, Bar made famous for lending Patrick Mahomes Lombardi Trophy at Chiefs Super Bowl Parade. Everybody's talking about it. He joined uh, Bob and Josh to kind of get to the bottom of it. But isn't it funny to have a bar? Now, keep in mind, these Chiefs bars in another city, San Diego's got a great one, Kansas City Barbecue. It's where Top Gun was filmed. Parts of it in the bar Great season. hat. And, yeah, it's a good movie. And there's, we all know about Big Charlie's in Philadelphia. They didn't even open that day, you know, because security concerns and everything. They had a lot of Buffalo off-duty police, they said, at Casey's Blackrock on the 13 seconds, Buffalo. Because you don't think – and it was a Chiefs bar. It's where Chiefs uh, fans went and congregated. You see it all the time in Kansas City. Like Al's up in Parkville where all the Buffalo Bills fans and go. But there is a Chiefs bar in Buffalo, New York, which is absolutely hysterical that have – I sent it to uh, my guys out there, Gene Battaglia and Mike Danger, do a show with a sports bar out there in western New York. I said, I said, you guys heard of this place. You guys have to go here. But a Chiefs bar in Buffalo, how good is that? It was his trophy – not Mahomes giving away the Super Bowl trophy. Go listen to Josh and Bob. It's 11 minutes of great audio. Just about, you know, about owning a, a Kansas City Chiefs bar in Buffalo, New York. That's a brave man. But it's funny, too. Isn't it funny that there's a logo of the Arrowhead on a bar in Buffalo, New York? Yeah, it's a Chiefs bar, though. So they want to get to the Chiefs fans in the area. So but hey, in Buffalo, sweet. though. Yeah, but it's a Chiefs bar. But, man. You got to have, and there's a lot more Chiefs fans now. I get it. But I'll tell you this like, Al's doesn't suffer for business and it being a Buffalo Bills bar, right? You got to have good food, though. If you don't have good food and good drink specials, Al's has got great wings, though, right? He does. He's got world famous wings. I mean, his yeah. wings are ridiculous. That guy's from Buffalo, man. 
Of course, it's like it's like a Kansas City guy running the Kansas City barbecue restaurant in that part of the city. You trust him because he's from KC. Doing it, but KC's Black Rock Bar. Go check it out with the uh, Kling and Fesco. But uh, they'll show it. If you watch the parade, you'll see uh, Mahomes with a Super Bowl trophy. That is the replica trophy that uh, Casey's uh, Black Rock Bar had. It wasn't Mahomes giving away a Super Bowl trophy, but people went with this. Articles are written. People talked about that he gave away the trophy. No, he did not give away a trophy. He just merely gave the trophy back to Vinny that owned the trophy from Casey's Black Rock Bar in Buffalo, New York. So everybody can just slow down on the fact that Mahomes given that away. But Cloud, now you, you, you do you watch the parade green or did you go to it? Uh, I watched a lot of it on on the on the stream for sure. And there, there, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the, the streets were still, you know, people out there. Can you believe that? They're saying now over a million people went. I 100% believe it. I mean, keep in mind the city's less than what half a million people well, in, in the city proper, and they had a one, they doubled the size of Kansas City just to that parade. Well, and the Chiefs. They're getting pretty good at hosting these parades, the city is. So even if there were a million people, it obviously was ran a lot better because you didn't hear all the stories about it being just awful to get down there. Well, think about this, too. There was, what, 26 different law enforcement um, agencies working um, the draft. Big shout out to Kansas City and what they did. But the latest report I've seen, what, two arrests? There's, what, five the first time, the first go around, and all, all but there's only charges on two of them. When you have that many people congregating and those are the amount of rest you have, isn't that crazy? They did. I didn't see a guy on the horse though. Again, did you know that riding a horse is perfectly legal? Yeah. You, you well, can I, ride a horse. Of course. I went to an ag school bank. You can ride a horse, whatever. I mean, haven't you? I, occasionally I see someone on a horse in Kansas city on a different road, but you can have a horse at a parade. But I love it when people climb trees just to get a better view. I mean, that's what parades are all about. They had porta potties all over the place, which is good. Kansas City's getting so good at these parades. I mean, they've got the route down perfect now. You have the celebration at Union Station. Union Station, man, that place is getting some love. Everybody goes down there and gets their pictures taken uh, with the various signs they have down there. It's going to host the NFL draft. Kansas City, as uh, what Ian Rappaport and the other uh, national reports call it, the epicenter of football. In the United States, it is. World champions hosting the NFL draft. All eyes are going to be on Kansas City because not only this football team, but because of the NFL draft coming to Kansas City. And it's free. It's free for people to go. Whether you're in western Kansas, whether you're in Colorado, whether you're in Iowa, whether you're in Nebraska, wherever you are, Arkansas, Chiefs fans everywhere can go to the NFL draft. And it's going to be fun to have the kind of the epicenter right here in Kansas City. Then, of course, the World Cup's coming. The new airport's opening up on the 28th of this month. That a lot of people have gone and seen. There's a lot of good things happening in our city, Graham. This is no longer flyover country, wouldn't you say? It's definitely not flyover country. This is stop and enjoy it. Can you imagine Kathy Nelson now, the, the sports commission, able to sell Kansas City because of the airport and everything else? Starting new flights that are going to be out of Kansas City. People are excited about this. Uh, there's the, I even saw some renderings of it, some pictures people took. Stockyards is up there. It's a brewery downtown. How cool is that to have that in a satellite up at the airport? Like Boulevard's up there too. There's things to do at our at, at the airport. I saw some cool signs with the, with the uh, parking. They have a green light ahead of it or a red light. 
and it looks at like six spaces around it. So if you see a green light, you know there's a space open. How cool is that? How cool is that? It's state-of-the-art. It's modern. But they have this parade route down. This is uh, between Sporting's Championship, between the Royals, between the two with the Chiefs. And <laughs> Huge thanks to law enforcement. These parades, to go off with that many people without any problems, unbelievable job that they did on these parades. But they're still showing it, and it's still fun to go back, back and watch it. But Mahomes did not give away the Super Bowl trophy. He had a replica that he gave back to Vinny, the owner of Casey's Black Rock Bar, in Buffalo. Coming up next, though, we talked to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, who just released a new book. Yes, Pete Sweeney, the book writer, next. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app, brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back, Jim Inkley, Grant Nicholson, producing the operation. We talked a ton of Chiefs. We talked uh, the bar in Buffalo. We've talked about Brett Beach in that great interview we did with Pat McAfee. We've talked about the fact that Josh uh, Klingler and myself took the exact same picture of a journal almost seven months apart. Uh, it's great stuff happening. But now we join by the lead analyst, not lead analyst, the editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, and author, our Chiefs insider, Pete Sweeney. What's up, Pete? How we doing, Jay? We're doing good, man. So you dropped kind of a little nugget on me. I didn't know you were doing this. And you dropped this nugget on the post-game show uh, the other night because uh, you joined me at, after each and every Chiefs game about the author, Pete Sweeney now. A <laughs> dynasty begins, the forward by Mitchell Swartz. Did you wait for this title? Would you have still released this with a different name had they lost? No, this book, this book would not exist uh, had the Chiefs lost this game. Really? So put a lot of work into it. It only publishes if, if they are able to, to complete the job and we saw what they were able to do, so got that Super Bowl part of it in the book, and there's an MVP story to go along with 10 features, and, and we got it out there, and we have pre-orders available now. Pete, that's unbelievable. So all that work you did, and writing the book is an incredibly difficult thing to do. Are you telling me all that work you did, had they not beaten Philadelphia, this never gets released? That's what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> that's correct, yeah. That's yeah. betting on yourself, I, I, man. Yeah, um, you know, there's different agreements and, and whatnot that go into it, but ultimately it only publishes if the, the Chiefs were able to win. So you could imagine how thrilled I was when they were having, able to have their miraculous comeback in the second half. So what do people expect to see, Pete? Uh, you, I, I assume you've never done a book before. I haven't heard if you have. What can people expect from this? Yeah, so what this is is that it's a commemorative book, and, and you can see it at twitter.com slash pgsween. I have, I have the the cover uh, there that you can, you can check out it. It actually is a really sharp looking thing. Even if you're not going to open the thing and put it in your, your fan cave or whatnot, your wherever you watch the chiefs, but we have the whole season covered. There is a write up for every game that you can remember. And then I have different articles in there that include, as you mentioned, the forward by Mitchell Schwartz. He's got a nice uh, thousand words on winning that first Super Bowl and what it meant to, to lose the second and what it meant in the, the grand scheme of things. And then, Again, articles on Len Dawson and, and the tribute, the midseason trades we saw, how the Chiefs were able to earn the, the number one seed. I did an article about the Fab Five and all the Super Bowl storylines. So got a lot that you can read, and, and it's an easy way to put on your coffee table, put on your fan cave, and remember the season. So because of this title, I, I believe this is a dynasty. Where do you come out on that? Obviously, it's in the title of your book. I'm sure you, you somewhat believe in the dynasty, but 
Is that 100% definitive we're in a dynasty? I know that people have been discussing that point, and I just feel like if you're able to host five straight AFC title games and, and win three of them and to clearly be the team now who has won two championships and is going to have this, this target on your back, yeah, I, I would say that a dynasty is, is now underway, and that leads into the title of the book because I, I think now that you have the two Super Bowl championships, you can start to call it that, and it's only going to be something that just started with how young the core of this team is, Jay, and still Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in place. And so I, I tend to think, yes, uh, in my opinion, and I, I can understand why it's discussed. Um, if anyone has any questions about it, I, I think you'll see it in the next Super Bowl, which we can, I think, reasonably expect to happen in one, two, three years. Uh, see, I, I mean, it's Michael Lombardi on Twitter. I can't remember exactly who did it. it was talking about the Bengals could have a couple Super Bowl titles, ifs and buts or candy and nuts. I get that, but I mean, think about this. The Chiefs had a huge lead against the Bengals. I mean, you can make an argument the Chiefs could have gone if we're going to play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game because that seems like what everybody's playing around the National Football League now. But when the Chiefs had a 21-3 lead against the Bengals, and then, of course, you had the D Ford jumping off sides or they're not, you can make an argument the Chiefs could have gone the five straight. Yeah, the whole thing about, well, if one or two things go the way, you know, in, in football, to me, that can happen in any single game every single week. Right. You can't just be like, well, you know, if this would have happened, the Bengals would be two times Super Bowl champions. Yeah, while it's true, it didn't. Right. The, the Chiefs maybe would have gone to all these Super Bowls in a row had the Bengals not come back in the second half last year. And so I, I can't buy into that argument. The games happened as they had, and the league builds into parity. So, of course, there's going to be close margins of, of victory. So, yes, that is not a, a worthy uh, excuse to maybe veer away from calling this what it is. Pete, you used to work with the Chiefs organization. You've been around professional sports, including the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, so you've seen professional sports um, really at a high level in covering the Kansas City Chiefs like now. Um, was anything surprising to you at all when you wrote this? I think in, in looking back, it's just, I, I think, I don't want to say we take it for granted, but I, I think we sometimes forget where the Chiefs came from. I, I put that part in my, my intro, introduction where, you know, you had Clark Hunt in the you know the 2006s and 2007s and, and wanting to really be a premier team in the NFL. Uh, and he failed I mean, in the, the next regime that they brought in, in the Scott Pioli thing. But he kept on firing. I think that's what's important. Eventually he had this vision for the Chiefs to be a premier team. And by bringing in Andy Reid, it, it changed everything. And then you saw what John Dorsey was able to build as far as the foundation and Brett Veach taking over and finding Patrick Mahomes and just – how the journey has come from what was a team that you would never even consider to, to be something like that. And, and to an extent, I think a lot of people lapped the Chiefs for a long time, especially from that 2006 to you know 2012-ish era. And now it, it truly is the team that I think every team in the NFL wants to be. So just remembering that for the introduction, I, I think, was, was, was fun. And, and I mentioned that Fab Five article. I mean, it's just leaning into – how young this team was and how many snaps they got from rookies first year and second year players. And that to me is, is a great sign for the said dynasty, because that means these guys will be around for a while and you can build and win with them. The book is called a dynasty begins forward by Mitchell Swartz um, to Kansas city chiefs, 2022 championship season. The author of it is Pete Sweeney. You can follow it. You can find it right there on Twitter at PG Sweeney. His Twitter account, I retweeted it. I'll do it again. But where can people uh, mostly buy this book, Pete? Yeah, it's it's available now for pre-orders. As you mentioned, twitter.com slash PGSween. You could go on there, uh, and I believe they'll 
start to ship to your house at the end of February, and then eventually you'll see them on Amazon and, and Barnes and Noble, and then all the rally houses are around town. So if you if you don't do the web order, eventually you'll be you'll be able to see it. That's gonna be fun. When you when you look at Mahomes and you look at Reed, and then you look at Brett Veach, who doesn't even sniff GM of the year. Then with the Howie Roseman of Philadelphia, I get it. He had a great year, but Veach doesn't get this run, and he's always considered like the fifth, sixth, seventh best GM in football, but. Can you find another GM that's got 21 of the last 22 draft picks that are actually on the roster in some capacity or another, either injured or on practice squad? You can't do it. And not only that, but 24 of 53 new faces on this team from that Bengals loss last year in the title game, that stuff is unheard of. And the fact you had four, four defensive backs that were rookies playing in that Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it it really is – a case where you look at this particular championship versus the one in, in 19. And I think Beach was a big part of that, right? Cause he did find Mahomes, but he, in 19, he was sort of adding the finishing touches uh, on a foundation that, that Dorsey had, had sort of established with him. I, I think this one, when you just look at the impact that this year's draft class had had, um, and, and you even end the you can end the argument there with, with how well they played, um, but then you, what you're saying, too, is is adding the right pieces to replace Tyreek Hill, bringing in all those new faces. Uh, I think without a doubt, this this particular championship of the two was just so, uh, I think, having to do with how Veach and the personnel staff loaded up this roster with young talent. It just doesn't happen if they hadn't performed the, the way they did in, in so many different ways. And so I, I think you're right. And uh, it's a shame uh, that, that Brett Veach wasn't able to, to win that award because – you get rid of Tyreek Hill, and I know the national audience has now turned and saying, oh, we didn't say this, yada, yada. But a lot of people were saying that the Chiefs weren't able to accomplish this, at least for a few years, and they were able to do it uh, and, and not even blink. So I agree with you, uh, but the award, I guess, has to go to someone, and, and maybe he'll get it in future years. So you heard the chatter. You heard the chatter nationally. You, you run the uh, largest Chiefs website, uh, fan website out there. So when the Chiefs talk about, you know, and Kelsey and everything, and Mahomes talking about being – uh, where people didn't pick them. I have gone all year playing clips from people that didn't pick the Chiefs. And even the broadcast, every single person picked the Eagles. When, when they say these things, Pete, does it make you laugh, the gaslighting that the Chiefs are doing? <laughs> You've heard it all, Pete. There's not one piece of Chiefs audio clips or, or press clippings you haven't read this season. Let's be honest. Team people, were, I mean, there are a few of them bought into the Chiefs, but the majority of people did not buy into this team. Yeah, and I, I think people were still considering the Chiefs of playoff caliber, but nobody was picking them for a Super Bowl. I mean, there was an easy way to just look at the Tyreek Hill trade, say that they were going to be weaker, and they didn't win it last year, and so we're not going to pick them as our Super Bowl champions. A lot of people picked other teams in the AFC West. I, for one, I mean, thought the AFC West was going to be more interesting. I was still picking the Chiefs, but I, I thought it would be more competitive. Um, and so you go back and, and you look, and I, I don't know where this energy that, that the Chiefs weren't doubted is, is coming from. I, you know, I, I think they were largely. I think a lot of people wanted to hand the, the reins of the NFL to the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen going into the season. I mean, we saw it. We saw on NFL.com only one team picked them to win the Super Bowl, and, uh, and a lot of people picked the Bills. A lot of people picked the Los Angeles Chargers. So, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, it's, it's almost like uh, it's turning into gaslight inception in a way you know i feel like now we have to go back and say what are you guys talking about we're talking to pete sweeney editor-in-chief arrowheadpride.com our chief's insider new book he just had come out a dynasty begins uh the story of the 2022 championship season of the chiefs 
Uh, he wrote this book. It wasn't going to release it unless the Chiefs win. So he, all that work would have gone to waste. That's why you have to really enjoy this book at PG Sween on Twitter. It's going to be available on Amazon later. And, of course, at Rally House as well is what Pete says. When you look at this season, Pete, is there a moment that stands out, something interesting that happened, or is it a game? Like, to me, the top two things were Camp Pat in the offseason down in Texas where the Chiefs let them have OTAs um, on Zoom and everything that with Patrick, you know, getting acclimated with his new talent at wide receiver. And then the game that stands out to me the most was San Francisco when the Chiefs put 44 points on them in Frisco. Say what you want about the quarterback woes. It was still 44 points on that defense that ended up being the number one defense and scoring defense in the NFL. Yeah, I think the last game of the season, they needed it, I think, all year. And it's crazy to say this. They had won 13 games largely by making a lot of mistakes, whereas we finally put a bow on the season in Week 18, knowing that you could essentially win a playoff game by taking care of business against a weaker team than the starting Jared Stidham. But I also just thought the fact that they made no mistakes on any phase going into the playoffs, I think gave them boosted confidence to, to play clean football against Jacksonville and then Cincinnati and eventually the Eagles. And they needed to, right? If they didn't play clean football in that game, they didn't minimize mistakes. Um, either all, all three of them could have gone in, in a different direction. They, they were, they were close games, even the Jacksonville one to an extent at a certain point. So, uh, I really think that week 18 game gave them the confidence they needed to go on this run in the playoffs. How much does it add to Mahomes' lore? Okay, I'm just thinking about great moments. I mean, that Bengals game, the way they finished the wide receiver, Hardman didn't play, Kadarius Tony gets hurt. Um, you know, Juju, you finished the game with MBS, Jody Fortinson, and Noah Gray are running receiver routes. Like, how much does that go as a pelt on the wall of Mahomes? I don't think there's ever been a moment, especially on a bad ankle, the bad ankle and those group of receivers he had, that might have been the greatest Mahomes moment we've seen. Yeah, and I think to even come out in the second half of the Super Bowl and play the the way he did after really re-aggravating the ankle. You know, I, I know that they said that there was no shot involved, but he did re- receive treatment and looked just a lot better um, in the second half uh, in, in the game. And I think the two key parts of the game were the scrambles, you know, at the beginning of the third quarter and then eventually to get them into field goal range and really put the pressure on the Eagles defense that led to the defensive holding. And he's scrambling on a, on a ankle that has a high ankle sprain in it. I mean, he had to continue rehab after the season and they were still able to, to win the, the Super Bowl. And so to me, I, I just think Mahomes and, and running through an injury to me is the, is the biggest story of the postseason. So where's the best place to put this, this book, Pete? It's not, is it on a bookshelf? Is it on in the bathroom? Is that's it on the coffee that. table? What's the best place to put this book? Yeah, I think that's up to, to the buyer, right? That's your right as the buyer. But yeah. I, I think it look, would look great on a, a coffee table or, or certainly I think if there's a, a designated place where you like to watch the Chiefs, I, I think even displaying it in, in an area like that probably would be would be best. But if you if you do decide to, to get it, again, twitter.com slash PGSWIN. I hope you guys uh, enjoy it, and, uh, and I, I really appreciate all the support. It's unbelievable. To me, though, it's so unbelievable, Pete, when you think about the fact that you weren't going to release it if they didn't win, all that work that you put <laughs> into it. And one last thing for you, Pete. How funny is it that story about Mahomes giving away the Super Bowl trophy? And it turns out as Josh and Bob had Vinny on, the owner of a, a bar in a Chiefs bar in Buffalo, New York. How funny is it that Mahomes just returning it to the rightful owner and that it had a life of its own that he gave away the Super Bowl trophy? Yeah, I think it was it was a funny clip. I mean, it, it's funnier that it wasn't the real trophy, and now everyone is just mistaken by it. But uh, it still looks hilarious. I mean, even 
even though you know you understand that a movie is a script or something like that, it still can be funny to you. So I just thought it was a really funny moment. I think Tom Brady weighing in and saying yeah. home should party how he wants to is, is fine, <laughs> fine as well. Uh, now that he's retired, you, well, do you think the final figure is going to be one point one, one point two million? You, you think they crossed the million uh, fan that the parade? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I think this is a this is a team now too that that is going to have fans. I, I think sort of like the Bulls and the Yankees did when, when they were going through their times when, when they're winning. I mean, kids are going to grow up in, in towns with bad football teams. They're going to root from the Chiefs from afar. Um, you know, that's that type of team. So really fun to be a part of right here in KC. When's the next book come out, Pete? Uh, <laughs> after this one, I'm going to take a, a lengthy hiatus, Jay, on, on any, any book writing. But we'll continue, of course, to keep you updated through the offseason at ourheadpride.com. Well, well, don't do it, Pete, where you have to bet on them winning a game or losing. You, you put way too much work into this, man. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you did. I mean, just, I, I would just put it out there anyway, win or lose, because there's a ton of work to go into. It's a, I think it's one of the better stories of the whole deal. You wrote this damn thing, and if they don't win, you don't publish it. Yeah, well, you know what? I, I, I thought there was a pretty good chance. So uh, well, happy, I'm happy that I was right about that. I was happy you were right about that, too. Pete Sweeney, our Chiefs insider, getting some well-deserved rest before the uh, combine at the end of the month. And then, of course, the NFL draft in Kansas City. Arrowheadpride.com will keep you busy all the way till the finality. Thanks, Pete. All right, Jay. There you go. Pete Sweeney didn't have his uh, trademark smell you later at the end. It just shows you that's a professional Pete Sweeney. Well, he's got a book coming out. He can't be saying stuff like Smell You Later anymore. This would be a great book uh, to have, wouldn't it? Can you so believe that he banked on himself and the Chiefs to win, to th- publish it? That's the part that's wild to me, is if something goes wrong and the Chiefs don't get pull that out. You were a journalism major at K-State, weren't you? That's correct. Can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> these things have so much work, firsthand accounts, and going back and writing. Can you imagine writing something like this and not releasing it? Can you imagine sweating? I mean, it's one thing to have money on the game, but another thing to have all the damn work that Pete put into this. That's the part. Like, 50 bucks is nothing compared to to how much time and effort goes into not only writing the book itself, but doing all the groundwork to do that. To the go guy up carries and get his the laptop to bars with him and dates and everything else. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> He's always ready to crank it out for the Airhead Pride guys and wrote a book. No, he has. So big thanks to Pete Sweeney. A Dynasty Begins, uh, a new book by Pete Sweeney, the forward uh, by your friend Mitchell Swartz as well about the 2022 championship season. What's your favorite game this year? Mine's San Francisco, 100%. I'd love to hear what uh, text line has to say, 913-586-7610, Jay Southland, Toe Service text line. Real quick, Grant, what was your favorite game? Uh, I think mine was the last one, the Super Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Take that out of it. Oh, oh, getting rid of that one. I can listen to the Bengals one because of the way that with the ankle and the way they had to finish that game. I mean, with those receivers, San Francisco's a good shout or the Broncos one where he does that wacky pass. So many good memories. The Bronc, I mean, the rivals to me now are the Bengals, the Bills. And keep in mind that first game this Correct. year, you get the Eagles, the Bills and the Bengals coming to Arrowhead next year. It's going to be one of those three on Thursday night, Grant. Guarantee it. You think it's one of those three for sure? You think there's a possible Super Bowl rematch week one? It's, you know what? It's just saying that there's a possibility, it's, the networks love Herbert Mahomes. That was the first Amazon game as well. That could happen. A division rival against the Chiefs. It's certainly uh, in the cards for the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll come back. Sunday slate coming up next. 
You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Welcome back. Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson producing the operation. Who could it be for the first game? You going to say the division? Andy Reid now 42-6 and six against this division in the last seven years. 9-1 last 10 against the Raiders. 15-2 in the last 17. 16 in the last 20. He's 7-3 in the last 10 against the Chargers. 15-3 in the last 18. 15 in a row against the Broncos. Mahomes has never lost a divisional road game. It's not in this division, Grant. Although these divisional games were close this year, I will say that. So when do we get the first prediction from someone that the Chiefs won't win the division this year? Oh, it's probably already happening. Yeah, you're probably right. You, who's going to be the person that says they're not going to go to the playoffs? Will that happen again this year? Like that Bart will Scott? definitely happen. There'll be there'll be somebody out there who says Super Bowl hangover will get them. Which it hasn't. And I'll never forget the uh, – I can't I can't play the audio because Bruce Arians was cussing. Remember Bruce Arians? was talking about running it back. It was Kansas City blank, blank. You know, that? did they run it back? No. They did not. They exploded. Seen the Bucks? Are they at the back of the milk carton since they won the Super Bowl? What about the Rams? See the Rams this year? See them following it up? No. Seven straight division titles. Seven straight AFC West titles. It's only been marked by the Rams, the previous Rams, uh, back in the L.A. before they went to St. Louis. 11 straight for the Patriots. Chiefs are well on their way to that. Seven straight division titles. It's the uh, tied for the second longest in history. Your head coach is second most victories in NFL history in the postseason. Fifth most all time. Guaranteed Hall. You have three guaranteed Hall of Famers on this team. Reed, Mahomes, and Kelsey. They're fun to watch. But nobody can stand up to this division. To me, it's about Buffalo. And it's about Cincinnati. Both those teams do play at Arrowhead Stadium next year. And I'm sure they're real excited about it. We don't know when, we don't know where, but they will be primetime games. The Chiefs will be loaded on primetime this year, Grant. The old noon game is probably not going to happen much with the Chiefs. People love watching this team on TV. Anything the Chiefs do, people consume what they do. And I've often said, you can even have a reality show and you had Patrick Mahomes brushing his teeth and people watch it in this town. They really would. <laughs> they absolutely would. 100% they would. They wouldn't even hesitate either. Patrick Mahomes? Sure, I'll watch. What is he doing? Laundry? Yeah, I'm there. But think about how he, you can't say enough about it, but how he changed, how that draft night in 2017 when the Buffalo Bills, for some reason, treated us their pick to get him. You got to go back and look at all the things people said once it happened. Like, look at Adam Schefter's tweets and stuff. People say, oh, this is going to fall in the, the Chiefs are going to fall in their face on this deal, and then I have two Super Bowl championships after. Think about how he changed how we viewed this football team. This town has always been a football town. I get it there for a while. I'm 14 and 15. It was a baseball town for sure. But at the core, and I think a lot of it came with Bill Snyder at Kansas State when Missouri and Kansas were going boom, boom. This is a football town, but it came back to its roots. I thought you said something to add there, Grant, when I said Bill no, Snyder. I didn't. I, mean, I just like hearing about Bill Snyder. Anytime someone says Bill Snyder, I just raise my hands in victory. You got your uh, K-State Big 12 championship yet? No, not yet. But I don't have any Chiefs Super Bowl gear either. I'll probably run out and grab one eventually. You don't have any Chiefs uh, World Champ stuff? I got the hat. I did get the hat. Did you get the right. hat? I got the hat. The hat is cool. Is it the black one? No, no. It's the it's like the off-white one. Okay. With the stars on it. I usually don't buy a lot of that stuff. I did get the that. My aunt 
You know, got a beach towel, things like that for Chiefs uh, commemorative beach towel. You got a Chiefs commemorative beach towel? It did, yeah. Why not? When I look sporty at the beach, right? With the Chiefs commemorative Super Bowl 57 uh, towel. Okay, yeah, why not? Have that towel in Pete Sweeney's book. I'm thinking about getting a hoodie. Are you? You can get a towel in Pete Sweeney's book. <laughs> oh, big thanks to Pete Sweeney, editor in chief of ArrowheadPride.com, talking about his new book that he has out. Uh, big thanks to Ron Cobb, lead analyst over at Arrowhead Pride. And of course, Josh Vernier, who is live from the desert, surprised Arizona talking Royals. Royals get going this Friday. Uh, first spring training game against Texas. And then a lot of the guys uh, break away and go to the World Baseball Classic, which is always fun. Grant, it's always good working with you, buddy. Good to see you, Pink. Glad we could do this. Good to see you, Grant. Great to see you. Kansas City, have a good weekend. Enjoy the Daytona 500 today. I know I'll be watching that. And let's go Martin Truex Jr. Later. You're listening to After Hours with Dusty Likens on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views.